take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. What is ironic about privacy? Answer. When you want privacy, you don't want anyone to see. Thought of the day comes from essayist and philosopher Ralph Waldo Emerson. He promoted individualism and the value for an individual to work toward goals and independence. He said, the age of puberty is a crisis in the age of man worth studying. It is the passage from the unconscious to the conscious, from the sleep of passions to the rage. Hello and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up advice to parents, kids, and and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with cerebral palsy. It is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. I grew up in New York in competitive schools where it was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a long-term physical disability in the school. As a result, I used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990, or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in 1991. A reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to the system to accommodate or make fair the same system for an individual based on a proven need. As a result, I used enriched environment examples to increase my own social emotional learning. I want to pass on my knowledge and experience to help the next generation of parents and kids. This is episode 61. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. For the month of June, I have been talking about adolescent issues. Adolescence is the transitional age from childhood to adulthood that occurs from ages 13 to 19. Today, I am talking about privacy, hormones, and puberty. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I am talking about the difficulties with privacy, hormones, and puberty. I also talked about fantasies and masturbation. 
please listen for one or two things that you could take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. According to Psychology Today, puberty begins between ages 9 and 15. The hormonal and biological changes often cause adolescents to feel anxious and self-conscious. They also typically require more privacy and become more preoccupied with appearance and acceptance. Good attention can be admiration. Bad attention can be teasing or embarrassment. According to the Navigate Life Texas website, like other teenagers, teens with disabilities and special health care needs feel love, desire, and sexual attraction. They also deal with issues of sexuality and identity. They recommend parents stay calm and discuss appropriate behaviors and privacy. This is important as children with intellectual and developmental disabilities sometimes have trouble picking up on social cues. Teenagers with disabilities and special health care needs have the same urges and sexual feelings as other people. It may be difficult to have these conversations, but it is important. Some sensitive topics include conversations about masturbation, birth control, intimate relationships, and pregnancy, along with the importance of being safe. Navigate Texas indicates that teenagers with disabilities and special health care needs are less likely to receive accurate information about sexuality. They also are more likely to be victims of sexual assault than a person without a disability or special health care need. They are more likely to be assaulted by someone they know well. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences or Rope, I am talking about some of the issues around puberty and self-consciousness when I was a teenager. Because I already had cerebral palsy and crutches, my level of social anxiety was already escalated. Against other kids that functioned with relative normalcy, I dealt with anxiety on the outside as well as anxiety on the inside because of my muscle control and coordination. Both were unpredictable. It also impacted my hair combing and teeth brushing, which were difficult to begin with. I lived in a house where I needed to keep up with able-bodied siblings and parents. I often got reprimanded for how I looked and how I smelled. Looking back, the reprimands were not meant to belittle me but they were intended to remind me of the need to try harder. But I often wasn't able or allowed to ask for help. I was always afraid of getting into more and more trouble, whether it was at home or at school. Put simply, I had to learn 
how to upkeep or groom myself. This went along with keeping up with everyone else. No matter how hard I tried, the standards were evolving and I felt like I always had to try harder. This led me to believe that independence was not asking for help because what I did felt like it was never enough. What I recommend to parents now with kids with disabilities is simply to help them in two major categories. One category is self-management. Always encourage improvement around sensitive topics. This also includes sensitive body parts. The second major category is social management skills. When a mistake is made, I often encourage parents to express their own vulnerability. Role playing and practice with others can help parents and kids around sensitive topics like masturbation, birth control, pregnancy, and relationships. It is often recommended that a trusted adult other than parents be involved in the discussions. This often takes away from the discomfort and awkwardness of getting information directly from parents. Siblings can sometimes help, but the feelings of self-consciousness on the child and adult side often cross over and need mediation. The mediation can be a lack of judgment and validating awkward feelings. Both sides need to be heard because it is more than just building information about intimacy and relationships. It is about building trust in the information and sharing honestly. Mistakes will be made as parents and kids explore these topics of appearance, acceptance, and relationships. For me, exploring sensitive topics like puberty and masturbation happened after I openly bought a Playboy magazine and the 1990 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. I bought the magazines after purchasing a couple of books for school. I did not hide the magazines when my mom came to pick me up. She was surprised by the magazines and took the bag away from me immediately. I argued with her in the car and I said that I was 17 and I bought the magazines with my own money along with the other books. She said she would have a discussion with my dad about the magazines. Later that night, he said he could not allow or condone me having a Playboy magazine. He did, however, allow me to have the 1990 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue with Judith Masco. A couple days later, I opened up the magazine and started to fantasize when I saw Elle McPherson standing up in the water. 
El McPherson was standing up in the water. El McPherson also used one arm to cover up a nipple, but she left cleavage exposed. I felt wet dreams that night. I fantasized that I was standing with her in the water, kissing and touching and moving with her. I was also able to stand up for myself in the water without crutches. I had, I had learned from camp in previous years that the density of the water meant that I didn't need to use crutches in the water. In another picture, El McPherson was laying next to Kathy Ireland in a shallow pool of water. I fantasized again that I was kissing and touching El McPherson in an orange bikini. These two specific fantasies allowed me to accommodate for my own physical positioning and the needs of lying down and standing up in the water. I also appreciated the other pictures. But the El McPherson fantasies still stand out to me and indicated that my needs also need to be met. I pleasured myself to these fantasies and use clean socks to clean up. I also got caught a month later by my dad when he walked into my room and saw the open magazine on the floor next to my bed. He reprimanded me. He also took away the magazine and hid it from me. And he later said that those things should happen in the shower. But what I couldn't tell him was that the shower was not a safe place for me. It was not a safe place because I could not reduce my feelings and anxieties. I was more afraid of slipping in the shower back then. Were there one or two things you heard that you could lean into? Reflections. One of the things that I had to come to terms with when doing this episode was my own experiences regarding sexuality and masturbation. Uh, and one of the things that I often tell parents about masturbation or sexuality is that it's not about the uh, act itself, but it's about trust and relationships and building safety and security even in the relationship or the relationship between the parents, the families, and the uh, person with a disability. Just because of the lack of either social or other experience, a lot of kids and adults with disabilities are vulnerable to other people, either financially, socially, or emotionally for different needs, and they often miss out on different social cues or other cues to keep people safe. Parents also feel extra vulnerability just because their kid or adult with a disability um, has trouble navigating through different situations. The protection that a lot of parents 
have sometimes confused or or um, don't help the child because by protecting someone or trying to avoid a situation you're not actually teaching the child with a disability how to necessarily handle the situation one of the embarrassing situations that I got into uh, after getting into my first relationship is that um, after intimacy when I was tw around 25 years old uh, we dated for a few months but uh, eventually I uh, became more of a babysitter for my girlfriend who was a single mom and that uh, she also took advantage of me not only as a babysitter but also she took advantage of me financially many people without disabilities don't think of people with disabilities as sexual beings sometimes either because they're unattractive or considered that way just because of the way they look something that I tell friends with disabilities or parent parents who have kids with disabilities is in relationships always look for dignity and respect and especially with people with complementary or the same types of disabilities because you can um, meet someone on those physical and also intellectual or emotional levels and if you have someone who is on the same physical or emotional or financial level it's easier to have equity in the relationship thank you for letting me ramble Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember... It takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.